Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, our very own airport has won a national best award, and it looks like Southwest is getting ready to fly to Hawaii. At 3.20, our Smarter Traveler segment, uh, Michael Downer joins us to talk about cruise ships and the airlines that get you to them. Should you buy the cruise lines, air travel, or arrange your own? What are the advantages and disadvantages? Michael shares his wisdom at 320. Rick Steves is coming to Sacramento. If you'd like to see and hear him in person, we will tell you how to get tickets at 335. Better yet, if you're a lucky listener, we will give away two tickets to see Rick Steves in the second half of the program. And at 350, we have a travel gadget segment. Chris Galloway reviews a computer bag turned backpack. It's a quiet September Sunday afternoon. Thank you for sharing part part of it with us on the Travel Guys. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again To Alaska They go north to rush your zone The shoe is on the Travel Guys. Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. It's a pleasure to be here. A beautiful Sunday. Mark, how have you been? Missed you uh, all week. I've been. I've been good. Is that the way? It's probably not the way you talk on the radio. Um, I have been very this, good, thank you. On this show, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, yeah, you know, we, exactly. We, we've proven that a long time ago. <laughs> um, it, I went up to... My favorite place, I was at the Vancouver Farmer's Market yesterday morning. Had to go up to Oregon and check out some hotels for a sports leisure trip for next year, make sure everything was kosher and up to up snuff there on the coast, so I was able to sneak into the Farmer's Market before I... In fact, if you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, mm-hmm. you can see a picture there. I took a picture on the back of, of, my, of my booty at the, uh, at the Farmer's Market there. Okay. Um, I've got... Uh, sirloin beef jerky, a thing of bell pep of miniature bell peppers, right? Um, almond toffee, fresh blueberries, a scone, and oatmeal raisin cookies. I would say that is as good of a haul as almost anyone could be expected to get. Not to mention the chicken uh, teriyaki skewer that I ate while picking up all of this stuff. I'm looking at it now. Now we've talked about this several times on the show. You you go up north. You go to Portland and, and Vancouver yeah. and so forth. Do you? Is there more than one market that you go to, or is this the one that you always? This talk is a about? little tiny place, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a two block long market. It's one that I like. There's a huge Saturday market in Portland, which has not only kind of some some veggies and stuff, but also a lot of just stuff. That you can buy, and that's a, a long-standing Portland tradition. But, uh, of course, all the farmer's markets up there in the northwest are big on berries. But it's interesting. Now we're in September, so the berry season is pretty much over. Mm-hmm. And so now the market takes on kind of a different look. And peaches are the big fruit item right now. Sure. And yeah. every kind of peach that you can possibly imagine is grown in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And you can sample. You could, you could eat peaches all day and never buy one. At the Vancouver Farmers Market because they all have <laughs> all have samples. But anyway, you, you know your uh, 
there are people here in the Valley that are listening to this saying, you know, Mark, we have some pretty marvelous farmer's markets right here. We do. In, in, and in the Central Valley is the We have home a great one the under, the, under the freeway down uh, on Sunday, yeah. every Sunday morning. And what possesses you to travel? Uh, you have an extra 100 miles. Wonderful to... one out at, uh, sunrise, out at the uh, Sunrise Light Rail Station but, on Saturday morning. But what is it about? I know. I don't you... know. It's just, you know, everybody has these places. And I've realized <laughs> as I've gotten a, a few years on me and traveled to a lot of places, you create this this favorite places and it doesn't matter what it really that it costs a disproportionate amount to go there and buy you know marion berries in the summer and that you've paid four hundred dollars to get you know ten dollars worth of berries is not important it's the fact that it, it makes you happy and you like to go there mr happy do you is is it you leave in <laughs> you leave in the morning and and go to the farmer's market in the middle of the day and then come back that night is that i kind flew of? to portland on a 6 a.m flight uh-huh. on friday since we're since you're asking so many questions i got up at a quarter to four and drove all the way out to astoria and long beach and then back to my hotel and on saturday morning i got up and went to the farmer's market before i came home i see okay. is that all right with you or hey uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> All right. With, uh, without any further ado, wish I'd bought more blueberries, though. Yeah, uh, sure. Because they're really, they were really <laughs> the late season blueberries are really sweet, and they don't taste anything like the garbage you buy in the grocery stores here. By Anyways. the way, that's the uh, music that introduces the travel news. So just in case uh, you're not <laughs> just, hearing it, I... it just came along. Um, Southwest is going to Hawaii. Did you hear that? I, I, you know, I heard rumors earlier in the week, uh, but uh, is it now official? Well, they 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 are spon- they sponsored a major uh, travel, the global travel summit mm-hmm. at the Honolulu at the Hawaii Convention Center. They have never done anything like that before. They sponsored that this week, which made some people think there might have been an announcement coming Friday, but uh, didn't happen Friday. But uh, Southwest will will announce multiple Hawaiian destinations very soon. They don't have the aircraft to, to run the flights until the middle of next summer. So they will but they'll start selling them the seats very soon. Got it. They've acquired uh, they've I understand they've acquired some uh, some planes and so we're not going to have to fly on the 7500s. Well, no, you are. Uh you no, not the 500s, but the 8 and 900s, but the bad news is that Sacramento may not be in the plans. So to start with, we've got Alaska to Maui, and well, we've got two nonstops to Hawaii every day here, which is two more than we had for a long time. Um, so it's it, maybe the market can't support more than than two flights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a day, but nonetheless, anytime you get more service, Southwest is really kind of concerned about Alaska's kind of horning in on their territory here in California. So Southwest has been amping up the service and filling in the holes all over the place. <coughs> So, let's see here. What else? Sacramento Airport. Our own, very own airport. This is kind of interesting. Um, J.D. Power does the airport satisfaction surveys mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. This is how Portland knows that they uh, you know, have been the best large airport in the country for five years. So, they do this. They've split it up into different categories. And Sacramento is a mid-range airport. And Sacramento finished with the highest satisfaction score of any mid-level sized airport. But interestingly enough, Sacramento's score for a mid-level airport, was higher than the ca- the airports that won in the bigger categories. So you could make an argument that Sacramento is the most popular airport in the country by people who use it. Fascinating. Certainly within its category. Yeah. 
But, um, yeah, so congratulations to the folks at the airport. Um, the airport director says that uh, he thinks part of this is uh, there are new uh, food services in Terminal A, and that the apparently the airlines have gotten a little better at delivering luggage and stuff. The, the, they were getting some pretty boring, pretty awful ratings. And the checkpoints have gone, security checkpoints have gone well. And so, fo- you know, the Sacramento airport has a lot of open spaces. And even they even took out a lot of the concession stand, old concession stands in, in the older terminal. And so it's, it's really a very wide open place. There's a lot of places to sit and a lot of places to turn on your whatever your gadget is, your laptop, your phone, your whatever. It just it feels like a non-stressful place, which is, I think, a, a goal that a lot of airport directors set. It's not Portland yet. But um, Portland is just an amazing airport. I mean, heck, you could go to Portland to the airport just it, just to kill time if you were you had nothing else to do, um, if you could get through security. But anyway, congratulations to the Sacramento Airport for um, uh, really, I mean, they've worked really hard, and this is not something that's easy to get. And they've kind of been in the middle of the pack for a lot of years. So uh, the new, of course, the, the brand new uh, terminal under opened in uh, 2011, and uh, we've got all we our airport opened up and then the economy went south and so it kind of caused some issues for them but anyways congratulations to the folks at the airport united airlines has pulled back on a basic economy airfares this is what the airlines rolled out to fight against the no frills airlines and kind of decided to put them across their whole system it's causing some problems what do you mean people don't like a la carte uh, air, uh, People are buying tickets for $20 off and not paying attention to the fact of what they don't get for that $20, mm-hmm. which is an assigned seat. You've got a family of four. They buy these basic economy tickets. They show up at the air, at the airport and they're not they're, they're getting seating at the airport as whatever's left. So suddenly the four year old and the seven year old are on one side of the plane, 10 rows away from the parents. And some people would think that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, back to your Some parents might, but unfortunately, also, you don't get a carry-on bag. So if English is not your first language and you've bought this ticket and you show up at the gate and they tell you, well, you know, that carry-on bag, you have to pay $25 to put that in the carry-on. And what if English is your second language and more? What if you don't have $25 and you didn't realize Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you were going to get hit for this because you've never been hit for this before when you flew on an airplane and you didn't buy the basic economy ticket in order to cheat the airline. You just bought it because it was the cheapest ticket. It's a problem. And so United has actually pulled uh, these basic economy fares from some city pairs and uh, because it's causing a lot of problems at the gates and it's causing it's slowing down the boarding of aircraft and stuff like that. So kind of interesting that uh, this this thing, the airlines, see, they thought they were going to put this, throw this out on us. And then they were going to raise the price of the other airfares so that the basic economy fare then became the lowest fare. And it cost you $20 more to get what you used to get for less. And the airlines were going to make a ton of money on this. And it just isn't working out quite as well as they had hoped. Oh, darn. Iceland Airline <laughs> is bringing a new meaning to in-flight entertainment. They're putting actual, sh- they're training the flight attendants to actually perform in the sky. To Boy, do a little, to do a yeah. little stage show they, for they, you. They, well, okay, they're, they're taking after Southwest. I They've think, always well, that's, do a little show. That's a very valid point. You get on a Southwest plane, you might get serenaded. A penguin might walk down the aisle or... Who knows what uh, the president's uh, cabinet uh, secretary of the interior 
uh, has decided that 10 national monuments could be better managed if they were different size or had different rules. These are monuments that were created by Presidents Obama and Bush. And so he is rolling some of those back, including the Grand Staircase Escalante Monument in Utah. This has to do with the fact that they created these large monuments, and then people wanted some of that land to be able to mine on and to be able to run cattle on and things of that sort. In some cases, they had previously been allowed to do that when the land was designated in a different way. So this is a whole political thing that I don't really care to get into. But if you care about national parks and monuments, some of them are not as big as they were a week ago. Amtrak has some new commercials. If you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, you can see them there. They are kind of fun, especially if you're a person who flies a lot. You might be inclined to ride a train after watching the Amtrak commercial. And that is the travel news. For today. Follow along with the Travel Guys at TravelGuysRadio.com. By the way, uh, it, when you cruise, you mm-hmm. have to you have to fly there. Generally, you do. you got to have an airline. A lot of cruises leave from Florida, some from Galveston. And the question is, do you book your own flights ahead of time? Do you buy the airfare that the cruise line is, is, is trying to sell? Or... Used to be that you always booked your own, but Michael Downer is going to join us after the break, and he's going to tell us why, in some cases now, it's actually better to take the airline's airfare. Welcome to the Travel Guys. We'll be right back. Three minutes. The Travel Guys on KFBK, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, once again, proudly brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And, uh, okay. Which one am I? Which one are you? Mm-hmm. You always come back and say, you know, I'm Tom Romano, and you, to you, my left you, is... You can be whoever you want. You you, you should be Mark Hoffman. I, that's because that's what it says on the driver's license in your pocket. <laughs> You think so? I I hope so. Hey, uh, welcome back to the Travel Guys. This is our Smarter Traveler segment, and uh, we are joined on the phone by Michael Downer. Hi, Michael. Hey, hi, Mark. Hey, Tom. How are you today? All right, my friend. Uh, We are going to talk a little bit about, um, Tom, we had a, 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 a conversation in our office this week about the folks who, about folks going on a cruise, and whether or not, if you've got to buy a ticket on the cruise, and... And you've got to buy a ticket on on a cruise ship, and do you buy? You have options. You can buy. You can get yourself there on your own. You can use. Generally, cruise lines will sell you airfare, sometimes at a discounted rate. But in the old days, they just you know when it came time, they sent you your ticket, and that was it. If you were on a red eye or a six hour layover somewhere, you had no say in it. That was the end of the end of the game. So a lot of people said, "Well, gee." I don't want to buy the airlines airfare. I'm going to mean the cruise lines. The cruise lines. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and make my own arrangements. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, if there were any, you know, then that can get you into some problems too. So Michael and I had this conversation this week, and he had some terrific insight on the whole situation. And I thought it would be an awesome, some awesome information to share with our listeners. Michael, uh, welcome to the Travel Guys. And and Mike, I'll talk a little bit about what folks. If someone is buying a cruise. Let's pretend it's leaving from Florida. What are their options in terms of airfare? Well, you can you can buy your own, as you said. You can pick any schedule you want. Uh, you can any airline you want to get yourself to Florida. Now, the first thing I would say about anyone considering that that route would be to make sure that you go a day early, just in case there's mechanical problems. Uh-huh. 
you know, if, if you miss, if your flight is delayed and you miss the ship and you made your own arrangements, you're pretty much out of luck at that point. The ship's not going to wait for you and they're not going to get you to the next port of call. That would be entirely up to you. So go a day early to give yourself time um, just in case there's weather or mechanical problems on, on your way. Um, so- the other option, of course, is to buy it through the cruise line. Now, depending on which cruise line you're on, but the major ones all have the same basic policy. Uh, If you buy it through them, these days you can buy your airfare when you make your cruise reservation up to about 10 months ahead of time. You can also, you can book the air, pick whatever schedule you want. You let your travel agent do this. He'll do it right through their electronic system. You can pick whatever flight schedule works best for you. And then you could just hold that reservation if you're buying the unrestricted uh, ticket, which is totally comparable with what you're going to find out in the marketplace. You hold that ticket until you make your final payment, which is about 70 days prior to departure. So you, you've got your reservation on the air, but you're under no obligation to take that until final payment. If you decide to change your mind, you can. But if you'd bought you your own, but, but if you'd bought your own ticket. Then, when you ten months out, when you made your reservation, you'd be pretty. You're stuck with that ticket. I mean, once you've bought it, you're. So that's one reason. That's one reason to take the the cruise lines there. For Tom, did you have a question? Uh, well, Michael kind of answered that uh, within the time I was thinking of it. And go ahead, Michael. So, basically, um, you now the other thing about using the cruise lines there, if you if you you know again you. You could still go a day day prior, which I would recommend. Right. But if you if you do decide to go the day of sailing, or even the day prior, and something goes amok, there's a weather problem, there's a mechanical problem, whatever, all the things that can possibly happen to you getting from one side of the country to the other. If you miss the ship, and you have the cruise lines air, they will get you to the next port of call at no further expense to you. Now. That may be a couple of days, depending on what the, what the itinerary is. Mm-hmm. Cruise lines don't always go to a port immediately the following day, but they will get you to the ship to catch up to the ship. So, so that, that's, a, that's something you don't have to worry about. So the so I, I guess the takeaway here, Michael, is that now it really is, it sounds like it's better when, a cru- when cruise lines are offering you some options, giving you some choices of airfare to where you, because you, you, you want to get in, like you said, a day ahead of time. But you don't want to have to take a red-eye flight if you don't need to. You want to get in a day early, have a hotel reservation, check out of your hotel at noon on the day the ship sails, and get on, you know, go to the cruise dock and check in and get on board. The- Absolutely. Now, it, go ahead, Tom. Now, Michael, do uh, when the cruise ship offers airfare uh, for your for your cruise, uh, mm-hmm. do do they offer you more than one airlines, or is there only one? And also... Uh, how much? Uh, how many options of flights available are there, or do they say, "Well, here's three that are going to get you there the day before, and here are three that are going to get you there that morning uh, prior to uh, to launch"? Well, of course, Tom. It depends on the particular cruise, but in general, you will find that the cruise lines, especially the major cruise lines, the Princess, the Hall in America, the Celebrities, you'll have a. a pretty much almost as many choices as you would on your own. They don't stick to one airline. If, you, if you're if you a Delta person and you want to fly Delta, there'll be some Delta options. Same with United. Really, the only person that they don't offer because they don't participate in these things is someone like Southwest. But you'll have you know, all sorts of, any number of, of 
you know, different flight schedules to choose from. So, Michael, anything else that when it comes to airlines or anything like with, with, with the crews, certainly the, probably the biggest takeaway here is always give yourself an extra day. If you're, if you're thinking about taking a cruise and you've got to fly any great distance, I mean, if your cruise leaves from San Diego, that's one thing. There are 15 flights a day to San Diego from Sacramento. You could probably get there if, if somehow if you had to or fly to Los Angeles and rent a car or take an Uber to San Diego or something like that. But for Florida, for people from California, that's a little different situation. So really and truly, getting there a day early is, I, I, I think, just an incredibly important thing. You've, you've spent all that money on a cruise. You're going all that distance. Um, why not? And, and not only that, it takes a little bit of the stress out of things. We got about thirty seconds here, Michael. Anything else that you'd like to share? Well, again, I agree with you. It takes the stress out of it by going a day early. That's what I would always recommend to my clients. And the other thing to know is that if um, there's a weather problem, like the hurricanes that we've been having in in Florida, and you're with the cruise lines air, they will keep an eye on that sort of stuff, and they'll make sure that whatever changes in the scheduling for that cruise will also be reflected in your airfare. If, you're, if you bought your own ticket, you're pretty much on your own. Michael Downer is the guru of airfares and all things like it at Sports Leisure Vacations. Thank you, Michael, for taking some time out to join us on Sunday and hopefully make folks a little smarter, our cruisers, a little smarter travelers. We'll talk to you again down the road. After the break, we have some tickets, Tom, to yeah. give away, a couple of them, to see Rick Steves in Sacramento. And we're going to tell folks a little bit about that show, how you can get tickets on your own if you're not lucky enough to uh, win them from us. From us, Heath Buckmaster from KVIE is with us in studio. So we will talk about that. That's coming up after the news here on The Travel Guys. I think I'm going to I've been there. Never going back. Mark and Tom, the travel guys here. I don't know what that means. Brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Follow along at uh, travelguysradio.com. So, Rick Steves. Yeah, we have some Heath tickets Buckmaster. to give We have some tickets to give away. By the way, you were mentioning uh, travelguysradio.com. There are some really cool, not everything... There are things there that we don't necessarily talk about. Sometimes I find really cool stuff and put up there. Like, there's 14 things a hotel concierge can do for you and six things they can't. Um, you can just speculate on what those might be. Um, here's another good one that's, um, you know, a, a depression is something that a lot of people deal with. And here is just traveling with depression. 12 tips for a better trip. It's really a good article. Uh, the ultimate tra- carry-on travel toiletry kit for travelers. The old, the new Amtrak commercials. Just some fun things there. Amazon's carry-on ga- guide by airline. Uh, some good information that you can can pick up there. All right, we have some tickets to give away to see Rick Steves in Sacramento on the 26th of November, mm-hmm. which is a Sunday. It's the Sunday night of Thanksgiving weekend before you're all pulling out your calendars. So we have a couple of tickets to give away today, and then we're going to have a couple to give away next week. Uh, you can't have won anything on the show in the last 60 days, so if you picked up something the last time we gave something away, you can't play today. Got it. But otherwise, I won't. We, <laughs> otherwise we have two <laughs> tickets, and you can win them. Now, the way it works is we're going to get three contestants on the line and we have uh, rick steve's trivia questions to uh, ask you so 921-1530 or 800-834-1530 you can line up now we'll take the first three callers uh luis will line you up 921-1530 800-834-1530 and you have to be able to go to rick steve's on the 26th of november 
and it probably would help if you knew who Rick Steves was because you're going to have to answer a trivia question. Well, and uh, I think we've brought in the expert. We have. Heath Buckmaster from uh, KVIE Channel 6. Heath, I don't know if I asked. What is your official title there with Channel 6? I am the director of on-air fundraising and events. Awesome. Okay. And so you're very familiar with uh, with Rick Steves. Uh, tell us a little bit about him for those that may not know anything. And uh, uh, what are some of the most current programs that uh, Rick has on your uh, channel? Well, Rick Steves is probably, uh, if you're talking about European travel, he's, he's the guru. Uh, and has been on PBS for a long, long time with a number of shows uh, that really teach people how to travel smartly uh, from things ranging from how you pack your bags the most efficient way mm-hmm. to how do you find those wonderful out-of-the-way places in any place that you can go uh, and really make the most of your trip. He's very well known for his guidebook, which is updated every year so that you really can pick a place you want to go in Europe and there's going to be a guidebook for it that will get you there. Uh, so we love Rick Steves. He's uh, been a PBS personality for a long time. You'll, you can also hear him in his syndicated show on Cap, on uh, public radio as well. Uh, so this is going to be an exciting, exciting lecture. He was here with us two years ago, and uh, the lecture was so popular. It was his smart uh, travel skills lecture. We wanted to bring him back, and this is a brand new lecture. So for people who attended the last time, this is going to be something completely different. The lecture is called Travel as a Political Act, and it's really focused on how to immerse yourself in the culture of another place that you go. Uh, Don't go as a tourist. Really go as someone who is immersing themselves. You're experiencing what the culture is like, what the cuisine is like, what Mm -hmm. the people are like. Um, You know, one of the things he talks about is don't get a big fancy hotel Find an Airbnb. I was thinking that, yeah. 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 Find a place where you can really stay with a family and experience the culture as if you were part of their family. So this is a brand new series or brand new lecture. We're very excited to bring him back. Well, it's it's Rick Steves has always been. um, He's not afraid to have an opinion uh, or a point of view or something like that. So and you know it's the millennials who have who have taught us as travelers to. Go someplace and make it experience. You know, the, 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 the word experiential is is overused now when it comes to travel, but it wasn't mm-hmm. overused when it came to travel six or eight years ago. And it's the millennial generation that has said, "Look, if travel is such an amazing thing, why are you waiting until the end of your life to do it? Get out and do it now. And when you're doing it, learns meet the people, taste the food, um, and, and and the natural logical extension then would be inform yourself about." What's going on where the people are living? I mean, a lot of people now when they travel, they take things with them mm-hmm. that they can give away in wherever the destination is that they're that they're going. So they're they're trying to give back as travelers. Many people travel to places where they have already given money or helped to build something or create right. something and they go there to experience it. So it it, it Rick is is very much into uh, it's more than just a trip. Well, I think uh, for me, when I've done international travel, it's getting out of my comfort zone. I'm very used to a certain way of living here in the States, and it really opens your eyes that this is not how the rest of the world necessarily lives. Um, I found people who had nothing and were absolutely joyful about what they had. I found people who were very similar to Americans. I found people who are nothing like me at all, and it was the most wonderful part of the trip 
was hearing their stories about what is their life experience. And I think that's really one of the areas where Rick is kind of an activist, is getting people to get out of their comfort zone. Do not travel thinking that you are going to be in another America. And that's the reason to travel, is find out what's different about these other places and other civilizations. And when you come back, bring some of that with you. You know, bring some of that learning back to say, you know what, I, I'm a different person now. I, I changed because of this trip. Interestingly enough, that same, th- you don't have to go out of the country or across an ocean to get that. I mean, I, I'm reminded next year we're go- I'm going to do a trip down Route 66, which is mm-hmm. really kind of a slice of the country. And you pass through different, you start in the upper Midwest, then you get into the heart of the Midwest, and then eventually you're over here into the West, or you get into New Mexico. And so you pass through several different cultures mm-hmm. right here in this country it's about being open-minded i think uh you know i went to school with people who have never left the state that we grew up in they've, they've never gotten a passport they've never really explored mm-hmm. and i think you have to be open-minded to the fact that there are a lot of really unique places and people here and everywhere else and if you go and experience those i can't imagine it making you anything but a better person well and i've also always had a kind of a simple theory and is it's really hard to drop a bomb on a guy's house once you've had dinner there yeah um, <laughs> how topical well you <laughs> know topical. i mean it just is is it, it's you know i mean i i just think anyways um luis has been lining up some callers for us on the line it looks like he's got three ladies here becky sherry and robin it looks like are on the line here and he's gonna, he's, Luis is gonna fire you all up here, all at the same time, and one of you is going to win a couple tickets to see um, Rick Steve. So uh, welcome, Becky. Hello, and thank you. Welcome, Sherry. Sherry, hello. Hey, and Robin. Hi, thank you. Hey, so we got. How about that, Tom? We've got all you three well. ladies on here. <laughs> so um, this is all about Rick Steves, and. And what we're going to do here, we have a little trivia question for the three of you. You will all get an opportunity to answer, and the person who comes the closest to the correct answer wins the tickets. The other two people, well, not so much. Um, so thank thank you for playing. And close your computers. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't Yes, yeah, okay. So anyways, um, Becky, you get the first shot here. Um, this is the question, the same question for everybody here. Um, when was the first PBS... Rick Steves program, what year and month did it air? Uh, it was in February of 1992. February of 1992. Okay. Who, was okay. the, who, was, who was that? Fe- that was that Becky. Was Be- Becky, okay. That was Becky, February of 92. Okay, so two of 92. Yeah, Sherry. <laughs> Sherry, you're next. Okay, um, I'm going to have to guess. I'm going to say... Um, 1989, December 89. December of 89, okay. And now, Robin, you get the third shot here. When did Trick Steve's first PBS special air? I'm going to say um, 1992, May. May of 1992. Okay. Good, good guesses. Good guesses. Yeah. Yes, all very good. Um, Becky has uh, February of 92. Sherry has December of 89. And Robin has May of 92. And I think Robin thought maybe she was gonna she's going to get everything from 92 forward. But the correct winner is Becky, because the first Rick Steves special aired on P- PBS in April 
1991. Yes, indeed. Oh my so, oh, wow. congratulations, Becky. Goodbye to Sherry and Robin. Thank you for playing, thank ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Don't drive off the road. Thank you for being <laughs> listeners, Becky. If you will hold on the line, um, our we you have congratulations on your good luck. If you hold on the line, Luis will get some information from you, and we will get the tickets to you. So okay. thank you, thank you very much for calling the travel guys. And the good news is. We still have another pair of tickets to give away next week. We do. But if you didn't think that you were going to be that fortuitous, you could go um, to TravelGuysRadio.com and you would see a link there to go to KVIE and be able to buy tickets, which are 30 bucks a piece. Yes, indeed. So November 26th, 7 p.m., it's at the Crest Theater. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really easy. You can go to KVIE.org slash box office. Tickets are Ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to go. You don't want to miss this travel lecture because this is this is something special. Sounds like fun. Thank you to the ladies for coming on with us. And uh, thank you, Heath, for uh, a little bit of, of Rick Steves talk there. He is, I think, one of the more interesting characters. And there are some people who probably don't care for him because he chooses to be a little bit opinionated. But, um, you know, that's what life is all about is having an opinion. Indeed. There you Indeed. go. All right. Congratulations to our winner. When we come back, we have a product review for you. Chris Galloway is going to review a, Tom, it's a backpack. It's a computer sleeve mm -hmm. that you can turn into a backpack. All right. Yeah, that's, we, that sounds interesting. I'll be looking forward to, you know, Chris is uh, just a little younger than us, so he kind of represents that youthful millennial traveler, and then you have a chance to also chime in about it. And if you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, you can see the Low Pro Sleeve Pack, and you can follow along with us here on Travel Guys Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Travel Guys. Mark Hoffman here in with Chris Galloway. And Chris, we have a little product review that we're doing here. Mm -hmm. um, I bought this computer low pro sleeve pack, 13 inch. It's a computer sleeve that turns into a backpack. And I asked you to take a look at it until so we could kind of tell our listeners. And we have this up, by the way, at travelguysradio.com. So you can go there, and it is the low pro sleeve pack. And just click on it, and you can kind of you can see the item and kind of follow along with us. So, what did you think? Um, you know, I, I I think it's a really clever design. You know, it does provide protection for your computer. Um, I I can see where it would come in handy. Say, like you know, um, if you're running into business meetings or like a a lunch meeting or something like that, where there's going to be papers and files passed back and forth, and mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe you, you live in an urban environment, so you don't have a car where you can stash items. Well, then this turns into a backpack, and you have places to put, you know, any materials that you've gathered, and you've got your your computer But safe. you had a comment that you, where you said that somebody who was carrying a computer in an informal environment like that probably already has a backpack. Exactly. Um, myself included you know if, if i'm carrying a computer with me then i'm probably not going to be carrying it under my arm like a book uh -huh. um, i'm going to go ahead and have it in a backpack already so i don't know you you read some of the reviews earlier and they said that this would be good for someone perhaps on vacation um well smarter travel let's let, let's uh -huh. see how your your opinion compares with theirs they said usefulness they gave it a 10 out of 10 whether you use it as a laptop sleeve or a backpack the compact design is great for travel but you, but but then you pointed out something that, like many items of its type, once you take it and turn it into a backpack, and you need to turn it back into a computer sleeve, it, 
it's never going to be as small and slim as it once was. It's like that brand new tent. You know, you, you go camping once and mm-hmm. then you can never get it right in that bag again. Well, I mean, it fits in there, but now it's, it's bulky and it, it's, it's fluffy. So, yeah, it, it's never going to be as good as it was at the very beginning. So, if, so, so these folks, there's five categories here. They've, kind of, they've given it a 10 out of 10 and four of them an 8 out of 10. Durability was their, their, uh, uh, the one item they get put it down on. But this guy says that this, is a, this sleeve pack is a must, the gentleman who reviewed it online. So how would your review compare with his? I think it's a very clever idea. I just don't think it's necessary. Okay. So as a as a computer protector, does a fairly good job. Yes. But as a backpack, a computer protector turned into a backpack, turned back into a computer protector, maybe not worth thirty dollars. Yeah, it just seems a little fussy to me. All right. Thank you. Chris Galloway for a little product review there. The low pro sleeve pack thirteen inch computer carrying case that turns into a backpack. If you're interested in looking at the product, go to TravelGuysRadio.com and you can click on the Low Pro Sleeve Pack and it will tell you all about it. You know, I didn't get a chance to see it and touch it, but uh-huh. I, I feel that anything that you put a backpack, that you put a computer in, needs to really be easy to take out because you don't have a lot of room you know, in your seat there on the plane to mm-hmm. kind of to kind of get it out. And the other thing is, that I would recommend, because a lot of people travel with with computers, is leave your your 17 inch screen, even your 15. Get yourself a tablet, because by the time you open up a average size, you know, laptop, uh, so that you can see the screen, uh, you know, it's like like three inches from your face. Particularly with Southwest or these airlines that the seats are close, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of room to Which actually... Which airlines would it be where the seats are not close? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. How do you open up your backpack, your computer on top of your tray and use it? I, I have this very old iPad, which I there use specifically for that purpose because for, it's a little smaller and a little easier, easier to, to work do. with. Yeah. Um, did you know if your stuff is, take, is taken mm. by TSA, do you know what happens to it? Let's say if, you're going through TSA and you've got something, you know, you've got a pocket knife or... You mean uh, you mean eventually at the final go after you've tried to get it back from them and find it? Because uh, uh, um, most of the stuff goes to Dallas. Well, under federal law, TSA is not allowed to return prohibitive items, nor uh-huh. are they allowed to profit from selling them. Okay, interesting. I so, know I know that there there is a destination... In Dallas, mm-hmm. their headquarters, where like lost cell phones and so forth go. You know this from personal experience. I do. My daughter <laughs> lost a cell phone, and we we tracked it all the way to Dallas. But uh, even though uh, you know they they take the numbers off of them and so forth, and you try to match them up, uh, we never did find it. They which give means... them back to individual states, and then each state has a policy about how they dispose. Some of it is it, it is possible to go to an auction and buy back your own cell phone some point really in time anyway i thought that was just kind of our friends at steelgrass chocolate in on the island of Kauai have entered their chocolate in an international uh excellence awards coca excellence awards they're going to paris Mm. i can just see will with his who likes to go barefoot in Kauai a lot but he's taking their they're taking their chocolate they were a guest on our program you know right and uh, really really good chocolate well yes anyways he Buckmaster has stayed here with us because uh, the doors are locked and you can't really leave until the show's <laughs> over. So, you know, 
That's just the way it goes. Um, you mentioned to me, we were talking about KVIE, public television, and travel and things like that. And yes. you mentioned that there is a sweepstakes going on right now that people can enter like really easily. Uh, tell there me is. about that. Well, uh, Masterpiece, of course, is one of the most popular series on public television. And right now they're running a Masterpiece Mediterranean Cruise sweepstakes. You can enter online through November 20 at pbs.org slash sweepstakes. Now, this is uh, for fans of Masterpiece. This is a trip for two adults on Viking cruises. They depart Venice and the ports of call are Croatia, Montenegro, and Greece, including the island of Corfu. And you'll, uh, the reason why I bring up Corfu is you'll be able to see where the show, The Durls in Corfu, is filmed. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, so you can enter through November 20, pbs.org slash sweepstakes. Oh, that's pretty pretty cool. We need to talk for just a moment here, Mr. Romano, before we leave. Um, I brought in a couple copies of the Sports Leisure Vacations Tour Catalog. Is Which, that one mine that you it, need it to is, have? There? Yeah. It is, um, and you can you can have. I'm it. the last to get these kind of get things. Get your kicks on sports. You were not that here is, last week. I know I, I wasn't. Man, I love I love the cover. Uh, the get your kicks on. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of kind of nice. And on the back, trips. we've got a whole bunch of pictures of uh, some of the folks who who travel with us. Those were distributed at our preview day last weekend. They are in the mail now. So if you are a sports leisure traveler and you haven't received yours yet, you can expect it probably to show up Monday or Tuesday. Um, if you see something in there that you really like, um, gosh, how do I do this and not sound like I'm being like I'm hustling people? Um, the response to our catalog was overwhelming. Uh, some trips are, a few trips are already full. Many of them have limited seating. If you're a sports leisure traveler, when you get your catalog, you see something in there that you think you might be interested in, I would highly recommend that you check into it immediately just so that you don't get shut out or disappointed because it, it, it did, um, we set an all time sales record on Monday by quite a bit. So we, we, yeah, it was, I, I, you know, I just, can I just take a second here before we go and thank the people who work for me? Um, they worked their buns off. They worked Saturday all, they worked all last week getting a week before last getting ready for our preview day. Then they worked on Saturday um, took had Sunday off, even God took a day of rest, and then came back on Monday, and the phones went berserk, and people were streaming into the office, and it was a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing to have a product that people really like. That's very exciting. And it is, but it's also incredibly tough for the people who work for you, because it's really stressful, and it's a, it's a lot of work and a lot of effort, and I have the most amazing team of people, and they just work their buns off this week and did a great job. So if I could just say thank you to all the uh, the folks who work at Sports Leisure Vacations and who take the folks on the road with their tours. We've got a group in British Columbia today and a group in Chicago and another group on a train on their way back across Canada, a trip I hope that we will offer again next year. They got on in Halifax, and uh, they are on their way to uh, Toronto, and then they'll have a little bit of a stay over, and then they'll come on to the West Coast. So all the way across the country by train. What I like best about your catalog uh-huh. is the way it smells. It smells <laughs> just like a brand new, do you, you know, know you remember when you were a kid and you'd get a brand new book in school? One of my staff said that too. That, yeah, okay, that's so you've amazing. heard this before. And then I like page 23. It's a picture of the travel guys. Thanks to uh, Michael Downer who joined us today, to Chris Galloway. Thanks to Heath Buckmaster from KVIE for coming in and giving us those tickets to give away, and we'll have a couple more tickets to give away next Sunday to see Rick Steves. Thank you all. Dance like nobody's watching. We'll see you next Sunday at 3.